that tomato. What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the 2017 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Let's slap them together. Let's make some noise. It's fucking Friday. You got a gimp host up here. It's exciting. Is everyone fucked up? Does everyone get started? It's after five. Or if you're like me, it's, it's five somewhere. You can start, sneak a little wine in the bathroom at work. Who gives a shit? We're young. We're young. It's fun. We got the college age over here. We got Brock Turner in the back. There he is. No, no, no. That's the last of that tonight. From me. From me. From me. I don't know about the other comics. We got my birth givers here. Give a hand for those people. Making me. All right. All right. I lost you so far. You hate my parents. All right. I happen to like them, but hey, I'm progressive. I'm progressive. All right. We got, a, we got music backing to this. All right. Well, this is going to be fun. We got a few comics. Gonna do like 10 minutes a piece. Gotta make the, uh, the jokes flow, so let's get this started. I'll start this off with a few little snippets from my life. Uh, I had older brothers, like a lot older, like in high school when I was born. And so I, I, I was introduced to porn very early on in my, my, my lifelong career. Got to know the, the, the vicious art of, of fucking for, for money on camera. And uh, I was at the age where like Power Rangers, like I, I thought that like happened somewhere. Like I just didn't live in that city, but there was a city that Power Rangers were just fucking monsters up, explosions out the chest every punch, you know, fun shit like that. And so when I saw porn for the first time, that was who I wanted to be as an adult because if you don't know that that's fake, he's the everyman. He's got a huge dick. Every woman seems to want to fuck him. And his resume is a mile long. He's a doctor, a lawyer, a professor, a teacher, her stepdad and father even. He's crossed by like the lines of familial relationships. It's insane. So that was ridiculous when I had to raise my hand in kindergarten and be like, doctor, lawyer, police officer, porn star, Mike dropped. <laughs> no, no, I got a, they got called. It was a nightmare for everyone there. They thought I was just a sex crazed lunatic. Ooh, more of this down the old gullet. Funny juice. Uh, but yeah, it was a weird time. It was a weird time. Uh, and then I, uh, I started, once my balls dropped, I started being interested in things I didn't know were interesting before. Like uh, Mrs. Henderson down the block. Yes, yeah, just a nice, just nice old, older woman uh, with double D tits and a Botox treatment that wasn't, hadn't gone south yet. She was in her prime at the time. But I needed her to convince I need to convince her to fuck me. Like, take 10 years off this face. What 37-year-old woman is going to want to fuck that? I needed a mating call. I needed something to sweeten the deal, guys. And so I figured it out. You just grab a bottle of white wine, just pop that thing open, and just grab a bottle of Oxycontin pills, and just... <laughs> 
just start shaking. It's like a rattle. They come running, come running like a rain stick for, for uh, white women with drug addictions. But either way, they came over and I had the bottle of pills and uh, I was so nervous because I'm like, holy shit, this is how it works. That was, a, that was a pretty, it was a pretty rough few years when I figured out that that wasn't the way you got women to sleep with you. But I dropped the pill bottle, guys, like an idiot, like a, like a fucking idiot. And it was like hungry, hungry hippos in real life. Like they hit the floor and just gobbled up those white bills. It was awful, it was awful, because I had to call 911. They had to get their stomachs pumped. So that was my intro into sex. It was my intro into that game. It's not very fun though, because if you can't get an erection without a minivan and a treetop juice box and graham crackers, that, that really fucks up, that fucks up your, your way of being when you're going out. You know how much minivans are? A lot more than sedans. That Honda Civic fails in comparison to a Honda Odyssey. Stepping up in the world. A Honda Odyssey is the Papa Bear and it pops out, well, the, the woman does, and it pops out sedans for lunch. It's very expensive, that's what I'm saying. And Treetop is not cheap. They've raised their prices over the years. So that's how I get my kicks now. And it's, I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't, is what I'm saying. But I do comedy now. I try to make light of those terrible scenarios that may or may not have existed in my life. But for the, just for the joke, they're funny. Uh, but, go, but going through uh, Soma, you get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of requests um, from uh, colorful homeless men on the street. They've got something to say. They ask you for money. And I, I don't want to assume that they're all drug addicts, but they're wearing the uniform, so I don't want to just, I don't want to just give them money on a gamble. I'm not that much of a gambling man. So I had half a burrito still in the tin foil. Uh, I, I wanted to give him food. I wanted to give him something. Didn't seem like it was just like, oh, here, take my leftovers, like an asshole. And I felt good about that. And I was walking away, and I wanted to see him enjoy the food. I wanted to see this, like, workout for the first time. And I look back, and no! Motherfucker thrown the burrito in front of him, strewn out over the street. And he was smoking heroin off the tinfoil, guys. You can't win. You can't win. You can't. It's not, it doesn't work that way. I try to do right, and so they, they, they give me PTSD for giving homeless guys money, so that guy, fuck him. Every homeless guy in the city hates him. Less dollars. My quarters don't leave my pocket for no one except sodas in the vending machine. But um, when I first moved here, I didn't have a smartphone yet, and so uh, being a blackout drunk in the city is very confusing. Well, you wake up and you don't know what neighborhood you're in. I don't know what bus line to catch, I don't know which way to go. It, the, this, the city blends together after a while. And so I'd, uh, I'd figure out where I was by the health of the pigeons, because the health of the people and pigeons are very linked together. You go to the sunset, the pigeons, monocles and top hats, swinging canes, walking through the city like they own the place. See the pigeons in the tenderloin? Broke ass motherfuckers, just missing toes, legs. It's like D-Day in that motherfucker for these pigeons. Ridiculous, you think they came off the beach yesterday? Some can't even fly. So much malt liquor and abuse has been just covered on them throughout their lives. They can't even fly. You walk by and they look up at you like, it's my life now. Yep, that's it, don't step on me. Yep, watch, watch your step. It's a terrible life. And one time I got fucking confused. I thought I was in the sunset, but it was not the case. I see a beautiful scene, just a guy standing like this in the morning with a jacket on and a pigeon flying above him, just floating, with smoke just billowing up 
from the sky, and I thought it was fog, and I walked by, and I turn around, and it's a dude smoking crack. The pigeons are even trying to just jimmy off that shit, just flying above it. Just, just getting a, just, just a fucking, it's a fucking mooch. That's what they are. Pigeons can't even afford their own drugs. That's not a city I want to live in. It's not a city I want to live in. If a pigeon can't shoot up for at least a nickel, it's not good. Not for me. Not in my city. Uh, the other week, though, I got, uh, got some bad news. Can't play the game of pool anymore. Wonderful game. Who loves it? Who loves it? Who loves playing pool? How else do you meet strange, creepy guys in a bar that you'll have a beer with? How else? How else? Or you get hustled. I, I put in a dollar, and then two turns later, I was leaving and shaking his hand for some reason. It's this fucking shitty game sometimes in the city. But I was looking at it on acid and I was just, I, I, I was breaking, right? And I was like, I hope I get all these balls in. As I knocked a white ball that knocks a bunch of colored balls into pockets they can't get out of for the end of the, the rest of the game. It's pretty ridiculous. And it's an American game because you save the black ball for last. It's pretty fucked up and you knock it in and then you say, I win! And just exclamation, like it's the most exciting thing ever. And you pay money to play again. It's, it's just the most fucked up thing ever. I felt like Robert E. Lee up in this bitch. It was, it was not good. It was not good. It's not good. Where are we at, Pam? There it is. That's what I was looking for. My timing is impeccable because this is my last bit. All right. Well, I learned how to play pool from being a teacher. There used to be, there's a break room, and all, all the ladies who worked there were way older, the titties hanging out on their ankles. That was, that was not concerning me. So I played the game of pool, and I got good at it. And what I was doing there was I was teaching an after, like it was a summer course for science to like little kids. And anybody who's ever taught a group of 30 children um, knows that 29 of them are sucking your soul out through your pant leg, but there's that one. Oh, that golden one. That sweet guy. They're like, I don't even want kids, but I'd adopt him. Like that kind of shit. It was kind of weird. It's coming out of my mouth now. But either way, this kid was amazing. Killed the lesson. And I was like, I don't know. He doesn't need a pat on the back. This is capitalism. So I gave him a gold star sticker. Pinned it right on his jacket. And... Stickers are like coca surprise cocaine is for an adult. It's just the same result, just wee! Oh my God, I had no idea. I had no, I don't even know where to get this. I don't even know where to get this stuff. It's ridiculous. So I gave him that and I gave him the phone number of this camp I used to go to. I wrote it on his arm and I was like, get home, little scamp. You get home, little scamp. You ask your parents. And I got fired. I thought I killed it. But no, I, um, apparently you can't send a kid home from Hebrew school with a gold star in his jacket, a number on the inside of his arm, asking about going to camp. That doesn't fly with the Jews. I thought I was teaching the kid about DNA. Hitler and the Holocaust. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought? So that's why I stopped drinking at work. Um, and uh, things got better after that. But um, I don't know what's happened to Billy. I hope he's okay. Uh, but let's, uh, let's keep this uh, motherfucking monster rolling. Are we having fun? Is that warm enough? All right. All right. Well, we have, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real treat for you guys to get a cheap show like this. Got people from all over the Bay and the rest of America. I don't know. Are we international? We're not international. We have a Swedish guy. Oh, oh a speed? Oh, yeah. He was at the Brainwash last night. He, he sounds Midwestern. Either way. All right. Our next comic here is, uh, I've never seen him, but I hope you guys like him a lot. It's Hunter Donaldson. Let's keep it going for him. All right. 
Hello, San Francisco. Uh, I'm in here from Portland, Oregon, where uh, we invented passive aggressiveness. So here's some uh, passive compliments for your city. Oh, San Francisco, it's so much fun to look for parking here. It only takes an hour and a half, you know, it's great. Everybody's got their tiny little garage doors that we can't block, that they're so small, they're like dollhouse doors, like there's no way there's a car in there. There's no way there's ever been a car in there. Doesn't make sense. So great that all your uh, restaurants only take cash. That's so convenient. Thank you so much, San Francisco. That's so good. I'm not really going to leave my heart here so much as like $800 cash, and I'm not going to be able to pay my rent, so thank you so much. Really sweet to be here. Love it a lot. I'm wearing this uh, jacket. This is my A outfit here for radio. Um, I was wearing this jacket earlier. This lady came up to me, and she was like, oh, man, you look like uh, you're in Starsky and Hutch. And I was like, okay, well, uh, am I Starsky or am I Hutch? And she was like, eh, you just look like you're in it. It's like a Starsky and Hutch extra. Apparently that is uh, my A outfit. So thank you. My name, uh, I'm, I'm not actually from Portland. I'm from Arkansas. Yeah, that's about how much that deserves. Um, so my name is Hunter, which means my dad named me Hunter. You still following? Uh, which means he named me Hunter because he was naming me after his favorite activity, which is hunting. So I'm just really, really lucky that he doesn't like to fuck because <laughs> fucker Donaldson's not really the vibe I'm going for. Fucker Donaldson, you know, he kicks down the door with stinky boots and ruins everything, you know? But yeah, this is just Hunter Donaldson. Someone pointed out to me uh, that obviously uh, my dad uh, did do the deed. You know, the proof is in the pudding. I am pudding, right? <laughs> and uh, while my parents uh, did get down, um, I think when you look at me now, if you're really honest with yourself, you can tell that they didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Like it happened, uh, I think it was something they had to do every once in a while to keep their marriage together, but it wasn't like a good plow, you know? It wasn't like a solid lay. Here's my impression of my parents the moment after they conceived me. So my dad looks over and he's like, yeah, that ought to do it. And my mom is like, yes, good. It's good we did that. And my dad's like, I'm gonna go outside now and pray. And my mom's like, I'll be in here also praying. Maybe we'll pray about the same thing and uh, double our money. So uh, that's me, that's uh, how I came into this world the first night of my conception. There we go, it's a good place to start, you know?
it's a good place to start. 2017. Um, what I've noticed most about it is that it is not as much fun to talk to my grandmother about politics. <laughs> That's kind of the only thing I've noticed, but uh, it's a very strong uh, deal. I was talking to her uh, about, uh, she wanted to talk to me about the riots that happened in Portland. Uh, and she said this thing to me and it kind of kind of hit me pretty hard uh, and she said it to me but I kind of feel like she was actually saying it more to all of you. I'm going to do it for you now here. This is an impression of uh, my grandmother. We were talking about the Portland riots and she looked over and uh, she just goes, uh, why don't they just get over it? <laughs> Actually, I kind of fucked it up. That's not exactly how she said it. Um, Sorry, super nervous for radio. Um, here, let me try this one more time. So this is uh, my grandmother talking about the Portland riots. Okay, so here we go. So, all right. She's like, Sorry, I kind of fucked it up. Um, it's not exactly how she said it. So, like, maybe I give you a visual. So, like, her eyes, like, kind of unfocused, and she started to, like, float above the table. And there was a crimson red ruby that lowered from the heavens, and it's just, like, shooting red light everywhere. And the food on the table all turned to maggots, and she was just like, well, they get over it. Have you guys thought about getting over it or <laughs> promise that ask? She said, you can goof on me, but definitely ask them if they've considered it. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I like doing this, um, but I also like doing uh, practical jokes as well. I like the real shit, the real life stuff. And I pulled this great one the other day. I got to tell you about it. So I got on Grinder. And I met this guy, and oh my God, he, I just met a guy. I don't have to say the grinder part anymore, I just realized that. So I met a guy. <laughs> really cool guy. We went out, we got some dinner, we got some drinks, we connected on like a lot of shit. He takes me back to his place, and man, we are making like deep, sweet, passionate, love and I look him right in the eyes and I'm like hey man gotcha because I'm actually straight and he was like I don't think you are straight and I was like you're just mad because I gotcha he was upset and I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. It was just a joke. 
And anyways, he actually started to cry, and I, I'm holding him in my arms, and he's really close to me, and I can feel his breath on the nape of my neck, and uh, I don't know, he, like, he's crying, you know, and I start crying, and then he's kissing me, I'm kissing him, I'm crying, he's crying. So we fucked again. <laughs> so I got him twice. <laughs> with the same joke. I'm actually a little bit distracted tonight because I'm thinking, you know, maybe after this show, maybe I'll try and get him again, you know? <laughs> I'm meeting his parents next week. Maybe they like jokes, I don't know. You guys have a nice night. Keep it going for fucker, I mean Hunter Donaldson. Hunter Donaldson. That was good. Ah, that was a nice treat, right? That was a nice little funny nugget. Yeah, we're getting it started. All right, you've seen two penises so far. How about a vagina? Does that sound good? Yeah, let's get some estrogen through these jokes. Am I right, people? All right, this comic is somebody that is probably going to be funny. Pam is a good scout. All right, let's give it up for Geneva Restorta. We got a hyphen. The year competition in North Yorkshire. Um, I was named, I was named second funniest Jew. So I'm number two, uh, which kind of makes me shit. But here I am. Let's, let's start with, uh, I studied abroad in England. I studied abroad in England in a rural part of the country. And for the first time in my life, I met people who'd like never seen a Jew before and didn't know like what Jews were. And my, I just don't understand how you can believe in something that can't be proven. And I was like, well, everyone believes in something. Like whatever it is for that person, everyone has a belief in something that can't necessarily be proven. And for me, it's the Holocaust. <laughs> it's fucked up, but uh, then she gave me her reason. She said, Geneva, I've been working since I was 12 years old. I lied about my age to get my first job. I was retired. Underground, I'll have nothing to do, but in an urn, I can still find work as a doorstop or a paperweight or a pop of color in a waiting room. And uh, it's my grandma's dying wish to be used after death in a doctor's office or a law firm. So the only way her soul will be able to find peace when she is gone is if one of her grandchildren becomes a doctor or a lawyer and takes her to work in their office. <laughs> Otherwise, she'll just be another Jew burned for no reason. <laughs> at all. Um, and uh, I studied theater. So that's the end of that joke, really. Um, I told that at the Jewish comedy competition and a, a man in the... Uh, it got some laughs, like, thank fuck. But um, a man in the front uh, turned around to the rest of the audience. Uh, he said, what did she say? 
And um, this woman shouted back, like, she said, her grandma's another Jew burned for no reason. <laughs> and uh, he said, sorry I asked. <laughs> and, and he shut his eyes and crossed his arms, and I realized I was being heckled by the silent treatment. Um, super Jewy. <laughs> Uh, and it, it really threw me off like for the rest of my set and I think if that hadn't happened I might have done better and I might have won um, but it didn't and I didn't do that so now you know me um, the rest of my set so my sets uh, to several marginalized groups um, namely the Nazis <laughs> if I'm not a Nazi that might be misconstrued as bullying. <laughs> so I just wanna say like right now, if you're a Nazi and you do feel offended, um, you're not so tough now that Hitler's dead. Are you? I'm, uh, I think you'll find him pretty edgy, like an octagon. Um, so I studied abroad. I studied abroad in Finland. Um, and while I was studying abroad, I started da dating someone. Uh, we weren't dating in like the traditional sense. Um, we were just friends and he asked me to pee on him sometimes. So <laughs> let's just call him my boyfriend. Um, so we were, uh, we were in Helsinki, but one weekend we decided to go to Lapland, like up north. Um, because, and we knew when we were up there, we wanted to ride in a sled pulled by dogs because we knew that we wanted to do something, and that was the option. <laughs> so, uh, so this, this is how it starts. Um, so I got the email address of this lady that lived like by herself in the woods, and she wasn't affiliated with any companies, or she didn't have a website, um, but there was like hearsay that she would give tourists cash in hand dog sled rides. So I was like, wow, that sounds really affordable. And uh, I emailed her and she said, all right, I'll pick you up at noon tomorrow, which in Lapland is just after dark. So at noon, a van pulled up and um, a man got out of the driver's seat. Uh, and as he got closer, I saw that he had like a full face of makeup and chandelier earrings and two long blonde uh, braids. And I was like, and he, he said, uh, hey, I'm Mary in like the thickest German accent you can imagine. So I realized that uh, Mary was a German transvestite in Lapland. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, what's your, what's your story? And uh, all she said was she got to a point in her life where she needed to flee Germany and German jurisdiction and never be seen again. So I was like, all right. And I got in the back of her van and uh, we went into the wilderness. And the closer we got to her house, uh, the more swastikas there were. Yeah. It's, it's all true. Um, so she whistled for her dogs and, and they came out single file goose stepping. Um, and she said heel and they stopped with their little right paws up and salute. And uh, I should have been I should have been scared, but for some reason I wasn't. And I think it's because I was with my boyfriend who was like a tall, athletic black man. So people tend to show him a lot of respect. Um, and I learned about stereotypes. They're not always true. Like Mary, all she kept doing was trying to sell us package deals and sell us insurance and haggle over price. And she was just being a total Jew about everything. So, and uh, she wasn't like a regular Nazi. She was a cool Nazi. She did Zumba. She seemed to like, 
she like listened to R&B, like she had Mexican workers, so she couldn't be that racist. Um, she even rapped, her rapper name was Volkswagen. And uh, she raps about things she could relate to, like uh, my sled is the fastest, it's dope to be fascist. And Nazi duty to eat only white booty and make it hile. And uh, she didn't, she wasn't like the other Nazis, she saluted differently, she saluted like that. Uh, and um, we, kept, we kept the conversation away from politics because we didn't want to make Mary feel uncomfortable. So we asked her if she did a lot of racing with her dogs and she's like, no, there's only one race I really approve of. And, <laughs> can't make a living off of that so so she mainly did tours and there were different tours you could take so so we decided on one that went to the middle of a frozen lake um, because it was the farthest away from everything it was most likely to see the northern lights uh, so we went to the middle of this lake and it was beautiful um, I'll paint the picture for you so imagine a white canvas that's what it looked like is uh, super modern, super minimalistic. You could project any meaning that you wanted onto it. So like when I saw it, I saw power in its simplicity. And uh, when my boyfriend looked at it, he saw beauty in its purity. And uh, when Mary looked at it, she saw uh, her favorite color of skin. So it depends how deep your mind goes. Um, fuck, okay. So uh, we waited. Uh, <laughs> All right, so we waited for a really long time to see the Northern Lights. Uh, so long, we were like, uh, Mary was like, let's just give up. We'll blame our misfortune on a local minority. And so uh, we found a Jew lying around in the, in the house, uh, in a house somewhere. And uh, she was like, Jew, why can't we see the lights? And the Jew said, well, it's not dark enough. Um, it's not dark enough in this joke to see the Northern Lights. So, uh, so Mary murdered them uh, and then it got darker and um, the northern light shot across the sky and I don't know if you know this about northern lights but they carry messages from the dead uh, and most of them are pretty boring like I got here okay or um, uh, or like just a dick pic like I miss you this much um, but but some of them are really touching and like the, the most touching one I got was from my great grandma she saw me there and she said um, you got a little schmutz there and she, she reached down with a huge Jew thumb and, and wiped my face clean. And upon seeing this, Mary realized I was Jewish. She hadn't realized up to now. And she was like, oh, you're Jewish. Uh, you're going to die. And I said, well, everyone's going to die. And she said, you think you're funny, don't you? And I was like, well, I am the second funniest Jew of the North Yorkshire JCC Jewish comedian <laughs> of the year competition. Um, but uh, my boyfriend realized I came with a lot more baggage than he was really ready for. He was like, I'm not really up for this. So he fucked off. Uh, so it was me and this Nazi. And uh, you're probably wondering where this is going. Wondering about myself. Um, it started off as a pretty simple idea and it, it escalated um, to be bigger than I expected. Uh, so it was a lot like dry humping. Um, so I asked Mary, I asked Mary what, how she'd end it, and she was like, I just want you and your family to die and leave me alone in peace. And I was like, that's why no one thinks Nazis are funny. So um, what I did was, I, so I uh, messaged my mom Shabbat Shalom every Friday, because uh, I have a theater degree, and I need uh, a room in her house. So 
And her love's, her love's pretty conditional. Uh, so I was like, all right, take me back. Let me message my mom, Shabbat Shalom, and then you can kill me. And uh, Mary had to agree to that because it's my joke. So uh, she drove me back, and I got out of the van, and I immediately pretended to be a tree. And I was really, really good at it because that was the role I was always cast in in every play I've ever been in was a tree. <laughs> so Mary assumed I had just vanished with the wind, and she got in her car, and she drove away. Um, and the joke is on my grandmother because she always told me that an arts education would never be useful in the real world. <laughs> so, all right, sorry I went along, bye. I keep it going for her. All right, that was funny. Yeah, the Holocaust has been getting a lot of coverage tonight. That one's been really getting it. Does anybody remember The Lion King? That movie that came out in 1990? They had a whole scene where all the hyenas are just marching like Hitler style, the scar. Yeah, poorly placed, poorly placed, Disney. But they've never been that progressive. They've never really been out in front of those issues, I don't think. All right, all right let's, uh, let's find some seats. All right, paying customers first, right? There we go. There we go. Who's, uh, who's really stoned right now? Who's, who's really high? Anybody eat those cookies? Nobody? All right, I used to lie about it too. It's a big crowd. It's kind of a weird question to ask a paranoid person. Hey, speak up in front of all these people. All right, we all settled? We all said we ready to laugh? We ready to laugh? Yeah, nobody, nobody can laugh when they're uncomfortable. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? All right, are we ready for our next comic? Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. This guy's got a dope porn name. Let's give it up for Tony Lewis. Hello, hello, hello. Are, do we got it going on? All right, San Francisco. How y'all doing tonight? What? First off, up front, I'd like to call this outfit um, divorced dad going into a custody battle, and this is the best he can do. Spoiler alert, he's not getting the kids. I've been told not once not twice, but thrice in the past month that I look like Kurt Cobain if he quit heroin and got addicted to hamburgers. <laughs> I live by, speaking of old Kurt, I live by Aberdeen, Washington, and that's where he was born. And uh, if you don't know about Aberdeen, their town motto is Aberdeen, Washington. Come as you are. Yeah, the town's a heroin shit show. So I think you want a more motivational quote than the one from a guy who's known for heroin addiction and shooting himself in the fucking face. I got some changes for them. They should either call it Aberdeen, Washington. Don't stop. You're almost to the beach. Or Aberdeen, Washington. Leave as you were. <laughs> I told that joke in Olympia and somebody said, hey dude, too soon. <laughs> and I'm like, I know y'all are stuck in the 90s, but I got some bad news for you. You guys are gonna shit when you hear about 9-11, man. 2016's gonna be rough for y'all. That's all I gotta say. I was, uh, speaking of custody cases, I went to uh, 
uh, parenting uh, like custody battle deal because I'm winning at life. And as I was going in, a man was coming out. I was, by the way, I wasn't dressed like some schlub like I am right now. I was wearing my banana yellow pants. I was wearing my banana yellow shades. I was fleek as fuck, y'all. Right? And this motherfucker, this Charles Manson looking son of a bitch, walks by me and he just mumbles to himself, fucking faggot. That's crazy, y'all. How did he know that was my nickname in high school? It's crazy. I'm thinking about uh, making a Donald Trump sex doll. After you fuck it, it fucks your whole country over. Too real, I know. I'm kind of glad he won, just in a weird way, because I don't want to write comedy that much. And it's just so easy to just watch the news and be like, hey, I'll just fucking say that on stage. You know, it's really good if you're a mediocre comedian because you got free material for four years, maybe. But the whole, yeah, maybe four months. But, you know, the whole apocalypse thing, you know, makes it not worth it at all. Why does my dad have such a big dick? Sorry, I'm bad at transitions. Um... <laughs> It, I know if you're when you're a kid and you see it, you think it's like you know maybe it's a proportional thing. But like I saw it recently, like it wasn't a weird thing. My dad wasn't like you know you're a man now. Yeah, check this shit out. Like it wasn't like that. Like he was in the hospital and they had shaved him all up, so you know there was nothing left to the imagination. And they were ch- exchanging him from the bed over to the gurney. And his robe popped open, and his dick just sort of like tetherballed around his whole body. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like they say, like your your health, or like he was getting a heart operation. His heart is terrible, and they say your health or your dick size, you know, is genetic. And like all I'm saying is, I didn't quit red meat because I'm packing heat, y'all. <laughs> My dad called me a couple days ago, and he was like, hey, you write any new jokes? And I was like, actually, as a matter of fact, I have, and you're in it. And he's like, oh, cool, what's it about? And I was like, well, you know how you have a big dick and I don't? It's pretty much about that. Yeah, and my dad doesn't ask me about my jokes anymore. Like, that's just... Uh, I got a three-year-old daughter. Uh, don't worry, she's fine. <laughs> she's in the car right now. It's, it's cool. I left the windows cracked. Actually, she's with Grandma. Uh, that's the nickname of my drug dealer. <laughs> and she's not so much watching her as like holding her until I give her the money I owe her. But, you know. Uh. But I got a, I got a kid, and kids, kids are crazy, man. Like, um, like my kid wants... Like, I was in the shower, and my uh, my bathroom door doesn't lock all the way. And I had gotten out, and I was telling myself down, and she, she ran in. And just like me with my father, she saw my, you know, John Thomas. And there was this awkward situation where she just looked at me and looked back down at my dick and then back up at me and then back down at my dick. And then she just started pointing and laughing at it. 
And I was like, you really do take after your mother. She's terrible. Uh, here's a life pro tip. Never make a baby with somebody you met at a Slayer concert. That, anyways, y'all, that's been my time. I'm Tony Lewis. I love you. Keep it going for T. Lou. That's my nickname for him. Ugh, just gonna gimp push that to the side. Oh, we got a full fucking house. Yeah, good for Mutiny Radio. Pam needs the love. Pam needs the love. Who's seen other shows before this? All right, we got one or two. So this is your first time. You guys are popping your Mutiny Radio cherry. How do you like it? Are the plastic seats, the ambiance, the, the, yeah. We had a show here. I stood right on this stage and pissed myself in a diaper. Yeah, I did that here. That was a hell of a night. Tim was there. He was there. Yeah, we all pissed ourselves that night. It was a Peter Pan's Funny Comedy Show. It was a good time. So that's what you have to look forward to for Mutiny Radio. More ideas like that. This one, we're all fully closed, so don't worry about it. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I got you. I got you. All right. Let's, are you ready for your headliner? Are you ready for the chocolate chip to this white chocolate show so far? Let's get our fabulous nugget of fun up here. Mike Evans Jr. It's the best introduction I've ever gotten anywhere. It's how I'm introduced in class, too. They're like, hey, we have a black kid in our class. Everybody, everybody applaud, please. Segregation, man. It's coming back. It's, uh, it's pretty tough. How do you feel about the world? How do you feel about Trump? You feel good? Nope. It's good. You're white. You shouldn't, you shouldn't, say, shouldn't say things like that. This is great. I can look you all in the face. It's really close. There's a girl here who I had sex with recently. It's all, it's all coming together. She's laughing the hardest. Um, uh, shit, man. Uh, fuck. Yeah, honestly, I was really nervous about that, too. When I saw you walk in, I was just kind of like... <laughs> I was like, this is going to be the hardest set for me because I wasn't hard when I was with her. That's the thing. I was... <laughs> So hopefully this builds, this is better for you or, or just as bad. Um, oh, shit. Anyway. Oh, man. Talk about, you know, would you say chocolate? I'm a chocolate person. It's tough to date a white girl when you're also an activist. I'll tell you, it's, uh, it is tough. They're wearing dreads and shit, trying to cultural appropriate things. It's, uh, it's not really a joke I'm even saying right now. It's just observations. <laughs> That's rough, man. My dad doesn't think I'm that funny, but uh, he's glad that like white people think I'm funny. That's what he told me. He said, you know, if you're funny to white people, then you're funny. <laughs> It'll all work out in the end. My dad, um, my dad says nigga a lot. I'm sure none of you here say it. I hope none of you here say it. Um, he has like, nigga is like an interesting word because there's like so many ways you can use it. My dad likes to use the word nigga combined with the word what at the end. Just nigga what? De depending on what you ask him, he says it in a different tone. I'm like, hey dad, I got a white girl pregnant. He's like, nigga what? <laughs> but I'm like, hey dad, I fucked my teacher. He's like, nigga what? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but like anytime I call him when he's sleeping, he's like, what, nigga, what? I ain't got no money. I'm like, just call to say hi, dad. You know, I love you, man. That's yeah, it's tough. So I'm, I'm single, in case you didn't notice. I'm probably still gonna remain single after that first joke I said. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough. But, uh, oh, the lights are coming on. For those that couldn't see me earlier, I'm, I'm Mike Evans. I'm the black comedian here tonight to support everybody here. Oh, man. I normally do date white girls, though. I mean, my last girlfriend was black, though, but she, she was from Orange County, so her pussy still tastes like white privilege. You know? You know what that tastes like? No? cotton candy and oppression it's pretty it's an interesting mix <laughs> i'm going there tonight guys trump is our president guys we're all gonna die really soon so you gotta you gotta accept when a sweaty black man gives you some truth for like 10 minutes last time we had a sweaty black man giving you truth we fucking what challenged like his birther and shit like jesus poor obama man god damn he made it through the whole thing without one scandal. That's amazing. Right? That's crazy. <laughs> Fuck. I just got an applause for the black president. Of course, like the black kid gets that. It's, uh, Jesus. I think he could have got away with one thing though. Like if, you know, if he got caught sucking dick the same day he caught like Osama bin Laden, I feel like who would even be mad, right? Like if anything, if like that would end homophobia right there, Everybody would be like, oh, sucking dick is cool now. Let's go. America. <laughs> I recently came in my own mouth. Uh, I, um, it was, I had to do it. It was my, uh, a girlfriend of mine was really mad. I didn't go to the women's march. And so she just told me to come in my own mouth and it would all work out. So I, I, I see it as like a good training thing. Like, I don't know. You know how some people like get pets to prepare to get kids? Like, if you come in your mouth, you're playing with your kids early. You know what I mean? Just, just gargle them. Makes your teeth whiter. It's great. It's like finding Nemo in your mouth. Just swimming. I'm going to look you in the eye because you look at the most uncomfortable. It's great. Come tastes pretty bad, though. I'll, I'll be honest. Even with, like, the pineapple shit, it's, it's, not, it's not fun. I told uh, a joke about cum at a hunger strike recently it was not it didn't didn't work out well at all i'm a comedian and an activist for those that don't know which are two very like hard worlds to fuse because we need activism also but we also need to laugh but it's hard to like interject comedy in a space like that like i yelled somebody say hey we want some pussy at like at, yeah i mean it works here but i said that i said that at a black lives matter rally and it just didn't didn't work. It was very fucked up. It was not, it was not okay. I, um, yeah, but I, when I was at the hunger strike, though, I told a joke about how I came in a bucket, like I filled up the bucket and poured it on my ex-girlfriend. And, and it was awkward right there, but then I had to act it out and pretend like she glazed up like a donut, right? So I just... <laughs> just like that. That's how all of my socks look. Um... What's on your mind tonight, guys? What's, uh, what's going on in the world of Mutiny Radio audience members? 
Nothing? Money? Money for the shows? Yeah. yeah, we do need money. Yeah. You guys don't be a don't be a Jew, right? Like you, I can't say that though. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't step on your toes. If you're Jewish here, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I heard about the bad thing that also happened with, with you guys too. Ooh, this that got dark quick. Damn. I apologize. Jesus. Guess I'll make a slave joke to even it out. I'll uh, I'll just say that. I was watching porn the other day and I saw this. Uh, I saw a porno spoof of Roots. You know Roots, the, the miniseries on African slavery? It was really bad. Because I, I jacked off to it and I felt really, I felt like I was selling out, you know? I felt like Ben Carson, just, just really, just a bad black person, <laughs> just evil. My favorite part, though, about the whole thing was like in the middle of it, this girl was like, should I call you daddy? And he was like, nah, bitch, Kunta Kinte. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Man, should have wrote jokes tonight. Should have wrote jokes for this evening. Um, let me see. Do you guys go to SF State? No. San Jose State. San Jose State. Oh, okay, yeah, it's close. It's close. Cool. Got the light. I'm uh, I'm graduating pretty soon. <laughs> graduating in May. This guy gave a half-ass clap. He's like, of course, motherfucker, of course. <laughs> Fuck more people than me graduating college and shit. I hate you. No, I'm kidding. I just, just ripping on you. Nah, but it's really rough because I, I, I kind of don't want to move back home with my parents. They're, it's just uncomfortable now. Since I'm an adult, my dad likes to treat me as if like having sex with my mom is like a cool thing to brag to me about, you know? Because I tell him about all my shit, but then when I tell my, like my dad, well, like my mom will walk in the room. This is, this is literally what happened the other night. My mom walked in the room. My dad pointed right at her butt. He's like, you see that, Mike? I'm gonna knock that out tonight. Like I'm supposed to like thank him or something. It was the weirdest, it was the weirdest thing. But I am with this guys. So I caught my dad watching porn the other day and he tried to play it off as if it wasn't what he was doing. It was three in the morning. It was this big booty shaking video on Worldstar. And I was like, hey dad, what, what, what are you doing, man? He was like, oh, Mike, you see this? Just disrespectful. <laughs> My name is Mike Evans, y'all. Have a good night. All right. How was it? Are you exhausted? You exhausted? That was some gut-busting laughter. We had a good time. Mike Evans uh, ended it on a dark note, but I'll rest... I will rescue you guys from that dark note. I like to touch on something a lot brighter in this world. Has anybody watched Law & Order SVU? Who's a fan of that quality show? Anybody else? Nobody? Yeah, this is going somewhere better. This is going somewhere better. You'll leave this being like, wow, I didn't know that. But now I do. Well, the show basically, for those who don't know, touches on um, the prosecutors of sex cases and the police that uh, try to like get the evidence to, to try them. And uh, the rapists are never asked. They are, they're always just beaten down and seen as the bad guy. Their culture is never explored. And I'm not uh, condoning child rape or rape in general. That's terrible. But you got to wonder, uh, do you think the regular rapists think the pedophiles are just like, you know, lazy? Like, if you ever try to pick up a five-year-old, it's easy. It's just, wee! go like 10 miles on. 22-year-old lacrosse player, second guess that, buddy. You'll lose that battle nine times out of 10. 
It was that battle nine times out of ten. So it's like go to the gym, get swole, and rape someone your own size. I imagine that is the kind of the mantra for that. All right, all right. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm more. I'm more of a NCIS kind of guy too. But I thought maybe you guys would like the Law and Order SVU joke, but maybe not. All right. Well, that's been our show. Uh, see, that's been our show. Yeah, we had fun, right? We had fun. Yeah, child rape and enough. All right, stay tuned, because this next host is fabulous. It's going to be a great fucking show. Support Mutiny Radio. Say hi to Pam. And uh, tip the comics you think are good. If you slap them a one, a five, a 20, pay their rent, they'll, they'll appreciate it, because most of them need it. All right, good night. Alex. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. 
We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Are we, are we on? Oh, thank you. Oh, dear. <laughs> if only my mother could hear all of you, both of them, as a matter of fact. Well, it is so great to be here at the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah. This is live music backed, girl, so get ready to back it up. Oh, it's like my quinceanera all over again. But it is so great to be here, Mutiny Radio in the beautiful Mission District, San Francisco. Thank you so much, Pam Benjamin, for putting together a fabulous comedy festival. Yes. And uh, let's see, we also, I'm accompanied tonight. My name is Jesus You Better Work, for those of you that don't know me. Probably remember from such places as uh, Sonia's beauty salon does open mic night, where I killed for three minutes, <laughs> and then almost got killed afterwards. But tonight I am accompanied not just by a fabulous lineup of comedians, but also by Pervert Fervor, giving us some delicious music. <laughs> pervert Fervor, God, reminds me of my boyfriend <laughs> when I was six years old. I was a late bloomer. But can I just say, it is so good to be here in this fabulous performance space. What a fabulous performance space Mutiny Radio is for so many different reasons. Because let me tell you, yes, you can make it clap, okay? Because let me tell you, girl, I mean, like, I, as an aspiring stand-up comic, and there are any comics in the rooms, you understand, you know, you perform in so many different types of spaces. And one of those being, like, sports bar, which is totally my crowd, if you couldn't tell already. I mean, I did one last week at a sports bar, and, you know, there was uh, a lot of, like, bro sports types in the audience. So, like, again, you know, like I said, I'm totally my crowd. And on the TV, there were, like, things called sports. And, you know, I'm all about... I'm all about relating to my audience. Of course, I had to make that connection. And, you know, I let them know there were uh, someone, a team by the name of the Warriors playing. And, you know, I let them know, I'm like, yes, you know, I am totally into sports. Let's go Warriors. You know, I, too, love football. Let's hope, let's hope that the Warriors win the World Series. Uh-huh. Shout out to my favorite Warrior player. That would be Tiger Woods, of course. Don't act brand new. But, you know, I also get to do fabulous shows just like right here at Muni Radio Music, backed up for Music Radio, uh, Music, Muni Radio uh, Comedy Festival, which includes a, a drag queen show. Yes, you know, and it's always so much fun doing it this particular drag queen show because I learned so much, you know, even for someone like me. And uh, for instance, I've learned, if you haven't gone to a drag queen show yet, uh, the dressing room at a drag queen show is also referred to as the Tucker Room. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I have not been inside a room with so many hidden penises since my mother barged into my bedroom at my eighth birthday all boy slumber party. <laughs> it was quite the fiesta. <laughs> and you know, I have to say, you know, being dressed as I am for those Mutiny Radio FM listeners, you know, I'm just decked in sequins. Uh, it's just so refreshing to do this drag queen show because it's so, it just feels great to be a part of a lineup where for once, myself, I'm the most underdressed performer. Uh-huh. I mean, what you see, what you, for those of you that are here present, you know, what you see what I have on is actually the drag queen's version of jeans and t-shirt. Yes, it is. <laughs> But let me, let me, I'm just going on and on and haven't even formally introduced myself. My name is Jesus, you better work. That's Jesus, as in most of you will probably remember me as Jose. Well, you got the ho part right. Ho, say what? Middle initial U, which stands for Uranus. Because beautiful people here at Music Backed Up, for those that know me, know that I'm very down to earth, but I'm even more down to Uranus. You better tell a friend. Tell an astronaut, astronaut with two S's, yes. And my last name is Better Work. No spaces, but with plenty of space for every race. All right, Mutiny Radio. So all together, it is Jesus Uranus Better Work, and you know it does. You better tell a friend or five and make a clap. Oh, you're so sweet, thank you. You all are sweeter than high fructose corn syrup imported from Europe. I think that deserves a swallow. Excuse me, excuse me Mutiny Radio Dot FM listeners. I just gotta quench my thirst in here. <clears throat> very, very special straw. <laughs> Pam, I have to say the the toilet water here at Mutiny Radio is quite exceptional. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm trying to take a piece of, of of each and every one of you here with me as literally as I can tonight. A <laughs> luck. It's your guys's color. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not your size. <laughs> You know a beautiful lady here in the front row sitting between two handsome gentlemen. If I were in your position, I would be so tempted to show one of my other talents, which is to be ambidextrous. Okay, you totally didn't get it. Of course, you know that's a joke. I don't use hands. But, oh, oh, now I get it, okay. You must be right-handed. <laughs> you know, um, I did some traveling recently and you know, one of, in, in my travels, yes, wipe that face, girl, okay? It's like me after my first blowjob, you know? I, um, I did some traveling, and unfortunately, I, I got together. I, well, this wasn't unfortunate. It was fun while it lasted. I was with a gentleman that served in the United States Armed Forces, girl. I got my groove on. Yes, Estella. And, you know, but unfortunately, this guy from the United States Armed Forces, he apparently was injured while serving, so now he's just uh, giving innocent travelers like myself little love infections down there. So when I got back to San Francisco, I consequently made a reservation at my favorite San Francisco restaurant, the San Francisco City Clinic, where they always have a table ready for me. And I guess this particular love infection that this guy left me from the United States Armed Forces was particularly caliente because I kid you not, the clinician that was assisting me, uh, uh, went, before she laid hands on my chart, she actually put on oven gloves. I'm so embarrassed by that. But you know, in an attempt to make a, a positive uh, out of a negative, um, but still negative if you know what I mean, you know, I was sitting there with these other patients that were there to get treated for the exact same thing that I was there for, and I know because I read their charts, and I, you know, came to the revelation that 
I should actually feel proud of my particular love infection because the fact that I got my love infection from a gentleman that served in the United States Armed Forces and got injured meant that my love infection, unlike these other patients, came with an honorable discharge. That's right. Do ask, do tell. And that's a, that's a PSA to please get checked because, you know, despite that I'm 100% for Team Rainbow, there's nothing cute about our urine looking like the rainbow, so let's all make sure we get checked. That's almost my 10 minutes. Um, I want to try moving my body a little bit. I'm not sure what uh, Herbert Fervor over here is doing, piano lessons. I don't know, girl. But I'm just gonna do, I'm gonna, we're gonna try it out. I've had some technical difficulties with music recently, so we'll see. I have something uh, ready just in case it doesn't work out. Hello, Herbert Fervor. And then we're, okay, we're gonna need it nice and loud. Work, 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 Come on in. 
Wow. My God. I don't know if I was too over the top there. I don't want you to think I'm gay or anything. Just really open-minded. Beautiful people here at Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Music back. Are you ready for your next performer? We will have each comic accompanied by the music of Pervert Fervor. And your uh, next comic, well, um, oh girl, let me see here. This is a delicious little paragraph here. Well, she performs all over. She's performed in shows that I put on and she's always so, so, so wonderful. She's like, we always get confused as sisters when we're like out and about. I'm not really sure what that's about. But please put your hands together for the fabulous comedy of Journey Roberts. Oh, that's a fucking show. Uh, this is why you have to come out to live events, assholes on the radio. <laughs> For those of you at home going, that's not funny, well fuck you, you should have been down here. That's how, that's how that, not everything is on the internet. Almost everything's on the internet. All right, uh, I fuck dudes, anyone else? with the dude fucking. Uh, I'm, I had no idea how fragile dudes were though. I am learning what special little daisies you all are. Uh, have you ever tried to tell a dude how much you like him? They take it like complete pussies. They're just fuck dudes. I do. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Uh, what can I say? I live on a school bus. <laughs> I am the dirtbag of your nightmare, San Francisco. I'm thinking about having people pay me to not be in their town. That's what's next. I'm going to take up collections. Anyone who doesn't send me Sephora gift cards. I live next door now. Uh, I'm fucking up your comedy scene. I know you don't care about comedy scenes. Uh, you might. You do. I'm an asshole. How's everyone doing? I've been drinking. Because when you live on a school bus, you can do that. You can just drink constantly. Uh, still fuck dudes. Uh, I got rid of my dude recently. I'm thrilled about it. I'm free. I'm free. Have you ever slept head to toe with someone like a homophobe? On a school bus? I have done that. He's a bad person. He's a sweetheart. You would love him. You do love him. No. He's okay? He's okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to start that shit. How? Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm in trouble. Uh, I, have, uh, I have a lot of sexual fetishes, like uh, monogamy. It's a weird one. That one's uh, that one's dying. That one's going right out into the ocean. It's gone. It's on its ice flow. <laughs> it's ready to die. I love it when people say they don't believe in marriage, like it's the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> like it's some fucking boogeyman out there. Like that's just something you're shitty at, dude. That's <laughs> all I hear when you say that is that you've ruined people's lives. That's all I'm. That is literally all I hear. You've broken women down to their marrow. Kick them out into the street. That's what I hear from dudes who don't believe in marriage. I'm getting way more cool now. Like I used to think, I used to think you were, I was looking for the one. Do you ever, 
Are there any suckers out there who... Did you, has anyone here found the one? Is that a thing? You found the one? I'm starting shit with you two again. I just can't. I'm not <laughs> can't stop picking on you two. I mean, even... Uh, who's the Playboy Bunny piece of shit? He broke up with... Hugh Hefner broke up with a girl a few years ago, and he was like, I was really disappointed. I thought she was the one. <laughs> Even Hugh Hefner thinks there's a one for him. After all the manys, after all the many, manys, he sacrificed the one for the many, is what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know. I'm not bitter. I'm free. There's a big difference. Has anyone else been in a love? Like, you know, not like, ah, oh, Heathcliff, not that kind of love. Just like, <laughs> love you, that kind of love. <laughs> ah. <laughs> My life is excellent, it really is. I don't understand, like people feel bad for me because I live on a school bus even though they're paying rent in San Francisco which is crazy. I feel like I'm minimum like $800 ahead of those people per month, probably more like 15. Like fuck those people. Someone brought me a gallon of milk a couple weeks ago. I didn't know what to tell them. Like, I'm not four, I don't eat Cap'n Crunch. I can't. What the fuck am I gonna do with a gallon of milk? One single girl on a school bus, I can't get through it. Uh, I wanna, thank God. That is a horror film, but like I want to ask, I want to ask them about their personal lives. Like there they are feeling bad for me because I live in a school bus. I want to go like, hey, are you like secure in your relationships? Are you feel like you're a danger to yourself or others? Like, are you okay? Because I don't know about scraping up. Fuck this city. That's all I'm trying to say is fuck this city. Fuck San Francisco. No, I love this city. Uh, for the money. Thanks for the money. I put together IKEA furniture for lazy ass people. People who have just enough money that they don't want to assemble their own IKEA furniture. <laughs> like by the time they buy IKEA furniture and pay me, they could have furniture. <laughs> like they could they could totally do that. But instead they buy particle board and then they pay me to put together 3D puzzles. <laughs> it's a job in this fucking stupid city thank you for the money and uh, it's a fun it's a fun place uh, I think a lot about uh, porn and prostitution anybody else yes yes I can't it's a weird like riddle to me I can't figure out why one of those is legal like porn is just prostitution on film and for some reason totally chill like that's the, that's the only crime that becomes legal when you film it. Like that and maybe the UFC, I don't. Like I, I could not like break into a bank vault and write a jaunty poem about it and be protected under the First Amendment. That doesn't, that's not a thing that happens. But I don't know. I don't know if it's legal because of the filming of the act or the selling of that film. Like if you if you shoot a shitty porn film and you can't find distribution for it, or you use it like post hoc prostitution, like prostitution after the fact, and you're gonna find yourself like arguing with a magistrate. Like, I'm sorry, Your Honor, anal isn't in this week. I don't know what happened. I thought I had a sure thing, but uh, 
I don't know. I think we solve the whole thing if they just take those cameras they have at the underwater slides and put them in brothels. <laughs> overnight, overnight fixes that problem. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if anyone's gonna pay fifteen dollars for that shot and put it on their refrigerator. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, fuck men. Do you know that prostitution is strictly illegal because whores were taken over California when there were only three of us in 1852? That's a true story. Because <laughs> we had all the money. All of it. Women of California. Uh, that's it. I'm done. Thank you. Keep it going for Journey Roberts. Girl, yes, honey. Life is a journey, girl. Yes, it is. So great. You know, Journey, you're talking about how, you know, having sex with men and they turn into like wussies or whatever, like a bunch of daisies. But girl, you know, I keep a positive attitude and um, I thought the same thing, but I left home with a pocket full of posies, honey, okay? Uh, <laughs> oh my God, that was really funny. Pervert Fervor, how are you doing over there? Are you okay? You doing good? All right, yes, girl, yes. You keep pushing those buttons, girl. You know, there's. There's a guy outside. Who's the guy that's selling tickets and stuff, uh, Pam? Oh, Vincent. Girl, St. Vincent de Paul, honey. St. Vincent de RuPaul. You know, I must be really cold out there because, you know, I, I was like, San Francisco, I, I complimented him on his fierce blue lipstick, and he was like, I'm not wearing lipstick. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> must be really cold. Yes, you better laugh, I need it. <laughs> How are you doing in the hoodie, all serious and stuff, okay? Are you a performer? Oh, you are? That's right, because you were performing my bed last night, okay. <laughs> he semi-killed it. It was kind of more open mic-ish, if you know what I mean. But <laughs> you better work. Hold on to that beer can. I thought it was going to be a 40 girl, okay? Nothing but a little cappuccino espresso shot. How about you? Look at you all like bundled up and tender and stuff. Nice and brown. I'll put some leafy greens on all that, okay? Well, your next performer, because we are on a time budget. Yes, he is a comedian, producer, and writer. And no, I'm not just reading this. I'm just pretending. Uh, he will be in Austin, Texas in the month of April. I hope he makes some Texas toast. And he's also written uh, and published with the Huffington Post. So hopefully right now he'll huff puff and blow your house down. His name is Jake Breslauer. Oh, thanks, guys. Let's hear it for your host and that, God, that jacket's fucking amazing. And pervert, is that pervert? Fer okay, pervert, that's a tongue twister. Pervert, fervert, pervert, fervert, ah, amazing. Uh, <laughs> I want to start tonight with a true story that happened this morning. Uh, last night, I did a set here where we all talked about our strange exes and I let somebody have it who lives in Fresno, California. This morning, I wake up from a phone call from area code of Fresno, California. My first thought is, oh shit, I totally forgot that this was being broadcast. <laughs> and so I have about 20 panic attacks in the span of five seconds. We haven't talked in four years for many reasons. One of those being I fucked her friend. Let's move past that point. Um, and I answer it and it was like, hey, is this Jake Breslauer? We're calling from the bank of Fresno. I'm like, oh, thank fucking God. And then I was like, oh no, 
because homegirl uh, was terrible with finances. Still owes me $2,000. She goes, yeah, um, she has overdrawn your joint bank account, which I didn't know was still fucking open, by $68. Who's going to pay that? Not me. <laughs> oh, it just scared the fuck out of me. I'm a paranoid person to begin with. So I don't want to wake up with phone calls from possible ex-girlfriends. <laughs> I am I'm incredibly paranoid. I was in a grocery store recently because I'm an adult. That's what we do. And I went to go use my card uh, um, at like one of those self-checkout stations. And it said, wrong pin number. And I'm like, I've had the same pin number. I'm high as shit. Let's give this another shot. I put in my pin number again. Didn't work. My first thought is, oh shit, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> like, this is how it happens. The pin number goes, then the motor reflexes. Fuck me. So I start sweating, just in drenched in sweat. I go up to the guy, I'm like, my pin number doesn't work. And he's like, okay, calm down. Um, let's give this another shot. Gives it to me. The pin number still doesn't work. He goes, just go to the ATM, man. Maybe this is fucking up. I go to the ATM put it in I'm like please let this work I don't want to be having a stroke and like a QFC <laughs> and I put in the pin number it says rejected and the ATM shuts down and my second thought is oh shit it's the Russians because <laughs> that's how being paranoid works I was like this is how they get America through Jake Breslauer's pin number and I start freaking out more and I go through the through like a regular line and I'm just oh they're freaking out and I put in my card and the fucking card reader breaks and by the look on this woman's face she's thinking oh shit it's the Russians <laughs> and everyone in the grocery store is having a panic attack and to make things worse I just look at the machine and then just leave and just walk very quickly out of the store leaving everyone confusion and so I'm on the phone with the credit card company and I'm talking to them and I give them all my information and then I give them my social security number and they say oh yeah that's not the social security number associated with the car and I'm like I am now it's the government I'm like somebody's fucking with me and I'm getting very heated and very angry at this woman on the phone and she says can you just read me the name of the card I'm like I know what my fucking name is don't tell me to read the name on the card she goes just read the name on the card I read it yeah it's Samantha Key hold on a second <laughs> I had walked away with somebody else's car at the bar the night before. <laughs> so poor Samantha Key probably woke up to, yes, yeah, somebody tried to use your card 30 times trying to buy condoms and bananas at a QFC. <laughs> I am. I'm a very paranoid person. I think it's because I'm a Jew. Thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm 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 half Jewish actually, uh, which means I didn't get all the fun parts about being Jewish, which is all the wacky holidays. I just got all the paranoia and a mutilated penis. Uh, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm Jewish. Um, I'm a little scared right now because you know anti-semitism anti oh anti-semitism is making a comeback and i'm like come on you guys that hasn't been cool since the 40s get with it uh <laughs> but you know you got groups like the alt-right and i love that name because that doesn't sound like a hate group that sounds like a shitty pandora radio station that only plays nickelback and sometimes creed <laughs> 
God, um, I live in Portland, Oregon right now, and um, my um, uh, my family, uh, my Jewish family, is like super just Jew, 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 like super Jews. And when I drink, which is often, um, my accent that I picked up from them starts to come out a little bit. And recently, I was at a bar, getting wasted, screaming about politics, being that asshole. And I'm screaming to this poor, unfortunate woman just right next to me. And she stops and she says, hey, I'm so sorry. Because of your accent, I haven't been taking you seriously because I thought you were just doing a Bernie Sanders impression. And I, was like, and I, got, I got even more you did. Like, I'm not doing a Bernie Sanders impression, okay? I'm just a drunk Jew screaming about politics. Uh, there's my Bernie Sanders impression. You're welcome. Uh, I have touched one penis in my life. Uh, <laughs> just one, just one. I was 16 and my best friend, my best friend in high school was gay. And it was funny because like when he came out to us, he goes, hey guys, you know, I'm gay. And we all said, yeah, dude, we know. He goes, how long have you known? We're like, way before you did. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I, I was a little curious at some point, you know, as you do when you're 16 and on cocaine, you get a little curious. <laughs> and I touched one penis. We were drunk one night and I was questioning my sexuality and I touched it and I was just like, nope. Uh, <laughs> but I did later on in life, I went on a date with a guy. I was in Seattle. I'll tell you this real quick before I go off. And he asked me on a date and I said, just so you know, you know I'm straight. He goes, yeah, but you know, dude, I'm, I got free tickets to a concert. I'll buy you food. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm broke. Why not? Um, so he takes me out on a date. He takes me to an amazing concert, takes me to my favorite restaurant in the city. We get to the concert. He buys me a picture of my favorite beer that he remembered from the night before. And we had an amazing evening. And then afterwards, he takes me to my favorite bar to play pool. And I'm thinking, and then he says, hey, you want to go home? I'm like, I'm still straight, man. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, do you want... That was the best date I've ever been on. This guy treated me like a prince. And I'm like, I think I can suck a penis. I'm like, not in a gay way, but just as a courtesy. <laughs> Thank you guys, I'm Jake Breslauer. Have a good night. Jake Breslauer, yes. Oh, Portland, I love your uh, free, free way of thinking. Jake, I missed you, God. I haven't seen you since I was 16. <laughs> well, I hope you have fun in Austin. What's the tea in Texas? What are you doing there and stuff? Uh, a couple bar gigs, so I'm still Oh, okay. So when you touched the penis, you were like, oh no, this is not for me. What? You remember you, you touched the penis, you're like, oh no, that's not for me. What about when it was in your ass? What did you think then? <laughs> okay. I thought you had a little difficulty sitting. That was so great, Jake Breslauer. Okay. I'm staying in hostel over on Mason Street in downtown Union Square. Okay. Uh, top bunk. Well, how are y'all doing? Are you guys doing okay? Pam, are we doing okay with time and all that stuff? We're good? Okay, no, no rush or anything? All right. You doing okay, um, number two pencil figure here? Yes, girl, I'm gonna fill out that Scantron. Well, your next comic, oh yes, one of the base pieces of Comic Deliciousness uh, performs all over. Uh, he's a joke-slinging rabble-ruser. He's also an actor, and he has his Screen Actors Guild SAG card. And I was peeing next to him in the bathroom, and that ain't the only thing that sags. Please put your heads together for Clay Newman! 
Are you saying I have a big dick or old balls? I don't get like sagging is confused. I don't know if that's a compliment sexually. Uh, all right, thanks, buddy. Uh, hey, Zeus, you look fabulous tonight, man. Like, this is good. This is actually that jacket. Uh, he wore it for the premiere of The Normal Heart, which is not what that movie was about. Um, this is actually work. But he is like, you are the most fabulous person I know. I guarantee if Jesus got herpes, it would just look like his jacket. It would just be like, just sparkly and bedazzled and glorious. Like, yeah, give me those sparkle herpes. I want them. Bedazzle these lips. Um, okay. Uh, keep it going for pervert fervor. AKA Timothy Pizza. AKA Timothy Pizza, a.k.a. Dr. Pussyfingers. Uh, cheers. That wasn't, oh, that was for me? Thanks, man. All right. See, this is nice. This is a good show to be an alcoholic comedian. Distract him, Timbo. Distract him. This is, this is sick. This is like half comedy show, half inner monologue for Mr. Robot. Like if Mr. Robot was a stand-up comedian, I'd just be like, did I tell that joke? I feel like I had heard it before. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So I'm a, I'm an up-and-coming comedian. I'm a working actor, which as most of you know means I drive for Lyft. <laughs> it's true. Thought I was gonna say a Cadillac. Nope, uh, I drive for Lyft. Uh, people ask me the same question usually when they hear I drive for Lyft. They're like, you drive for Lyft in the Bay Area? You must be the craziest people. Who's the craziest person? Like, who's gotten in your car that's done the craziest shit? What's the craziest thing that's happened? They just want it, like, they think it's the craziest job. And I think that they're thinking of the bus. It's like, that's, that's how crazy gets where it's going. It's not Lyft. Like, if you're in my car, it's like Uber. I got your credit card. Like, you can't get that wild. You also have to have a credit card. Like, there's multiple steps into getting in my car. If you're on the bus, you could do literally anything you want. There are no rules. There are no rules on the bus. Like, it looks like there's a camera in the front, but that's just a sticker. Do you know that? There's no rules. Like, I've never had somebody get into my car, pull out a knife and a blunt, gut it, dump the tobacco on the floor, fill it with weed and shrooms, which I didn't even know was a thing you could do, and then smoke it mid-transit. I've obviously never had that happen in my car, but I have seen that on the bus three times. Yeah, 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 you make that Greyhound stop in Stockton, you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, you wanna ask if you could hit it, but he's still got the knife out, so you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Guess that's your blunt. Uh, Actually, you know what? I, I, I take it back. One crazy thing did happen. Uh, this is actually really disgusting. This couple in the back of my car, and like, I, I, I mean car. Like, I drive a Camry. I don't have an SUV. They're a foot and a half away from me, and I can hear everything, okay? This couple in the backseat of my car late one night, quietly, but passionately. It's like a ghost story now. This is fun. <laughs> late one night, the couple got into the back of Clay's Camry. Passions were high, the moon was full. They smelled of whiskey and weed. This couple quietly but passionately broke up with each other. It was, yeah, 
the most disgusting thing you can do in the presence of another human. You're like, what if they had fucked? I could have handled that, all right? Like, emotionally, I know how to handle it. Just get mad, pull over, charge a cleaning fee. I know what to do. Plus, I'd have gotten to see some fucking. It's not all bad. This is like a foot and a half away from me, man. I felt like I was getting dumped too. It was very sad. And I don't have, I don't have everybody hurts on the playlist. Like I wasn't ready for this. I'm not prepared as a driver for this situation. I was just driving along. All I heard from behind me is, babe, I don't even know a Tiffany. Oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> well, if you don't know a Tiffany, why is there a Tiffany in your phone? Come on, have an answer for this man. Please have an answer for this. Is she a coworker or something? Who's Tiffany? Babe! I don't know a Tiffany. Oh, you suck at this, man. Come on. <laughs> She's texting you right now. You saved her as sexy tits, Tiffany. Oh, we're getting dumb for sure. You suck at this, man. Come on. You save her as Frank or something. Jesus, man. Like I, d I didn't have any advice. Like All I could think was just to turn around and say, so... Two stops, then? Okay. It's a dollar extra. All right, that's fine. Dropped her off first, took off with him. Where to now, buddy? He's like, Tiffany's, obviously. <laughs> I watched. 45 whole minutes of CNN trying to be an adult. Uh, I watched 45 minutes of CNN and I was proud of myself because it did take 45 whole minutes to start giggling at the fact that the man delivering the news calls himself Wolf. Like Clay a year ago would have been giggling at that immediately. And it was like, it was like serious stories. Like, and none of the refugees from the camp in Syria survived. Back to you, Wolf. Like, are you kidding? Like, his name is Wolf Blitzer. If your name is Wolf Blitzer, you have to fight Bear Grylls, okay? Like, that's the rule. I don't make it up. You have to fight Bear Grylls, the winner gets to keep their TV show. That's the only way. But it's, it's a sad state that we're in. Like, our government is so rich and white and bland, like, I'd say it's like yogurt, but at least yogurt is cultured. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, just remembered I got high before my set. Thank you for reminding me, Tim. Uh, this is... Uh, this is definitely music that, like, needs marijuana. Like, it is necessary. Like, at best, like, strong, borderline ecstasy-level marijuana. Tim doesn't know where he is right now. Honestly, I don't think any of this is plugged in. Uh, I think... We just, like, pre-recorded some old Sega music that didn't quite make the cut. We gave Tim a bottle of whiskey and just let him hang out. Uh, <laughs> he earned it though, he earned it. <laughs> this is like, this is like one of those Sega games, like a motocross game, but they forgot to add left to it. They're like, ah shit, all right, well, guess hopefully nothing's to this side of me. Um,
Yeah. I, I love marijuana for the fact that uh, it's a drug that you don't overdose on. I think that's fantastic. Like, if you're too high on joint number seven, you're not going to OD because your fingers are going to be way too beautiful for joint number eight. <laughs> and, like, you could dabble. You could do a little bit of it. You could smoke a joint with a friend and go and watch a movie. That's a fantastic afternoon. You can't, like do key bumps in the AMC bathroom and like try to sit through the Avengers. That's not, it's not fun for anybody. You just end up sweaty in the cool theater. You're angry, you're horny. You don't know how to feel about Thor. You guys, I'm gonna give it back to your wonderful host. You seems you better work. Stick around, you got such good comedy coming up. One of these days, I'll make Clay Clay for pay. It's not an acting gig that he wants. Oh, dear. Well, we're almost coming up to the uh, last. Oh, bye. Bye, Bear. To the ending of live music back here at Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yes. And remind me your name back in the booth, because you've been such a fabulous job of helping us out. Andrea. Andrea. Yes, girl. Thank you so much, Andrea. I want to go to Mount Andrea. Girl, with that fierce hairstyle, I'm going to go have some late dinner and order nothing but sides. Okay. <laughs> and what about your friend over there with a the little red bandana looking all, like, tender and stuff? Okay. Looking like one of the Jets from West Side Story. <laughs> you bought all work. I'm just kidding. But I love that, that coat on you. I may want to play a, a game of fierce Chinese checkers. You heard a flying king, but try the flying queen, girl, okay? Well, we are down to your closer here at Live Music Back from Uni Radio Comedy Festival. There's no information provided on Facebook. I am so sorry about that. But looking at you, I mean, I am reading you from head to toe. And his name rhymes with castle. And just like every castle, he probably needs a queen, too. So I'm going to be on the lookout after. Please put your hands together for Live Music Back. Closer tonight is Vassal Alum. You were really nervous to read my name there. That was, you did a great job. So give it up for your host, everyone. All right, this may come as a surprise to everyone in this room, but I am not a fan of airport security. Not a fan. Whenever, whenever I fly, I, I always get searched. And what annoys me about it is that they always have to tell me that I was chosen completely at random. Well, and that's fucking bullshit, right? I wasn't chosen completely at random. Obviously, they put their hands on me because I'm attractive. The only problem I have with that joke is that the harder people laugh, the less attractive I feel. But... <laughs> Now you're all just bummed out. Great. So, I, I am Muslim, which is something I should stop saying into a microphone. <laughs> I didn't say I was a kung fu master. What the fuck? Um, but, uh, yeah, people seem to hate us for some reason, you know? I, I can't put my finger on why, but uh, maybe it's our goofy hats. You know, they do look awfully Jewy, but... Uh, 
Thank you. Um, that was a great joke, I know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm going to try to educate you guys. Maybe, maybe that'll help. Maybe I'll get to stay in this country even though I was a fucking citizen or something. But uh, we have a holy month, and it's called Ramadan. And uh, it's a fun fact about Ramadan. We actually take place, it actually takes place at a different time every year. And uh, the reason that is, is because Muslims go by a lunar calendar. And the reason we go by a lunar calendar is strictly to fuck with white people. <laughs> and here's what we do. We starve for the entire month. We, we literally fast, no food or water from sunrise to sunset. And we do that for 30 days straight. And I imagine there's a lot of people out there who think that that's a little fucking stupid. But there's actually a good reason that we do this. Uh, see, there's this verse in our holy book, the Quran, and it says, no fat chicks. <sighs> I have names for all of my jokes, and that one is called feminism. But... I have no business talking about my religion. I'm like the worst fucking Muslim on the planet. All right, well, maybe I'm not the worst Muslim on the planet, you know. I can think of a few pilots who might be worse, but, um, you know, I hear these groans, and to me, that's just laughing, you know, but for pussies. So, um, I came for the sweet groans. I don't know about you fucking guys, but yeah, no, what I'm just trying to say is I don't, I don't do anything in my religion. Like I just drink alcohol. That's against my religion. Uh, I eat pork. That is definitely against my religion. And I only date Jewish girls. Uh, that last one is actually not against my religion. I just do that to piss off my mom. But, uh, and you know, my, my atheist friends, really a lot of people just ask, like, why do, why do you bother calling yourself a Muslim if you do nothing in your religion? Uh, the answer's simple. I want to go to Muslim hell. All right. now, now, hear me out. My reasoning is that if there's 72 virgins waiting for me in Muslim heaven, then there's 72 of the dirtiest whores waiting for me in Muslim hell. And guys, let's be real. Between those virgins and those whores, those whores are way more likely to be herpes friendly. So... That is the sound of herpes, folks, right there, that buzzing sound. I don't know what's more fucked up, the fact that I'm willing to lie about having herpes for a cheap laugh, or the fact that there are women who have slept with me in spite of hearing that joke, like, no questions asked. Like, on a completely unrelated note, I should probably get tested, but, oh my lord, oh, stand-up is ruining my fucking life, god damn it, so, I've been... I, I don't make a living doing this. I'm actually running a loss just fucking being here. I pay the bills. I pay the bills as a lawyer in New York. Like, I have an okay life. I really don't need to do this. I think the only reason I do stand-up is because being an asshole in court nine to five just wasn't enough. And, like, I needed more, folks. I needed more. And uh, it's just crazy. I don't tell anyone I'm a lawyer. No one gives a shit I'm a lawyer. Except for, like, broke open micers who need free legal advice at 2 a.m. Like, I'll get a phone call then, like, hey, man, what's the age you can send in Oakland? And I'm like, oh, are you gonna fucking pay me this time? Uh, how about I just put you on my shitty bar show with four people on it? And I'm like, all right, it's 14. And uh, that is... Just so we're clear, I don't think that's what the age of consent is. I'm just not gonna give you good legal advice if you're not gonna fucking pay me, but... I'm just insane. 
I definitely, I definitely don't tell women I'm a lawyer. They, they never impress. They, I always say I'm a comic because apparently I am way more likely to get laid telling a girl that I tell dick jokes for a free beer once in a while than when I tell them that I make more than enough money to pay for both of our coke habits. And oh man, I don't know. It just, yeah. What the fuck did I spend all that money and go to school for, man? I could have like lived in a fucking van and just said shit into a microphone, but. <laughs> Poor me, poor me. I know, getting laid. But uh, no, uh, God, I, I, 2016, that wasn't a good year for a lot of people, was it? That kind of sucked, you know? I, I actually had a good 2016. Um, I became a father, you know, that was cool. Yeah, I, I became a single father uh, when I adopted my dog in July. So, and yeah, I, 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 I got a dog because I'm, I'm 31, so I'm at a point in my life where I, I want to take care of something, but I'm, I'm actually unable to have a family. And the reason that I can't have a family is because I have this disability where I hate children. <laughs> Just so we're clear, I don't hate all children, okay? I mean, I like the ones who made my iPhone. <laughs> You guys have laughed at way worse shit at this point. Loosen your buttholes, so. Oh, man, no, you know what it is? Like, my, do my dog's a rescue, and uh, I hate, I hate people who have to brag about that. You ever, I don't know what it's like in San Francisco, but like in Brooklyn, you got all these rich white yuppies that are just like, oh my God, look at me, my dog's a rescue. I saved a life, aren't I great? And it's like, get the fuck over yourself, all right? You did not save a life. You saved two grand on a fucking dog. That's what you did. Like, who the fuck are you kidding? Like, do you think you're, like, Jesus or something? Like, you're not even Angelina Jolie with her fucking ten child soldiers, you know? That, you don't see her marching around, like, those ten African kids being like, oh my god, look, they're rescues, and holy shit did I lose you guys with that. But, um, it's just crazy, because, like, it's, it's not even that hard to save a life. You know, like, it cost me $150 a month to take care of my dog in New York. You could take that same amount of money and you could sponsor an entire family in China. And I guarantee you, you would actually be saving their lives. They would no longer starve. Uh, and the irony is, you'd probably end up saving more dogs' lives that way, too. I just assume they can afford better me. I don't think it's a taste thing, guys. But guys, you are fucking fantastic, despite how vile I am. Give it up for yourselves, thank you. So. God, that firm hand grip. <laughs> it's good, you're gonna need to hold on to something a little bit later. Thank you so much, Fassel Alarm. Alarm, right? Fassel Alarm, ring the alarm. That's, that's what I was supposed to remember. Oh my God, well, you know, I was gonna invite him over and then I found out he was a lawyer. I was like, I need a third day trial, girl, okay? Well, my God, well, I think, Pam, that brings us to a close, right? Because you want to finish a little early here at Live Music Back for Mutiny Radio's Comedy Festival. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for joining us here. This has been so life-moving, really, it has. I almost feel heterosexual. And thank you, of course, to Pervert Fervert. You were so great, yes. Girl, I, I still don't know what he's doing over there, okay? I'm like, what are you doing again? <laughs> I don't know, those, all those plugs and stuff. I haven't seen something plugged that much since I saw that bottom at um, Folsom Street Fair. And also, a shout out to Andrea for all of your assistance. Pam Benjamin, 
MutinyRadio.fm listeners. Up next, we have Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, hosted by the queen herself, Pam Benjamin. Stay tuned. I'm A.C.C. Butterworth. Thank you all so, so much. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives they're smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com This is two centimeters with mutiny. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 
incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> <laughs> brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, JankyTown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento.
whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get that?